All right, Noah, do the intro. Noah? Hello? Noah? Okay, so Noah's not here. Uh, welcome to another edition of the F1 Side Pod. We're cool boys talking about cool cars. Uh, Noah's out today. He's uh, visiting an old lady that he knows or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I That's think what we'll he, go with right I now. I think he might be mowing her grass today. because Probably. Uh, it's pre- Her normal guy didn't come this week. Yeah, probably. Sounds about right. Yeah. I don't know. We'll change it later, probably. But uh, so this is Cody. This is Paul. And we have Adam here today in Noah's place. What's up, guys? Uh, so the Monaco Grand Prix, way more eventful than we thought in a much different way. Uh, we have Verstappen, wow, looking at last week's thing, sorry. Uh, we have Perez P1, we have Sainz P2, uh, Verstappen P3, Leclerc P4, Russell P5. Um, Perez, third win ever. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, hell of a race, very wet. You, you probably heard the rain in the background. Uh, very wet race. Yes. Uh, what you guys? Uh, what you guys think of this? Well, like you said, very wet. Lots of strategy needed for as it stopped raining into the track drying up. A lot of different strategies going on on the teams. Yeah. Going from wet to intermediates to who's going to put the slicks on first. Yeah, and then even, you know, and then uh, Schumacher crashes out, and then there's all new strategies coming up. Yeah, well, who had the best strategy was definitely not Ferrari. (laughs) Yeah, they really bungled it on the the strategy uh, stuff this weekend a little bit. Uh, Adam, how'd you enjoy the, uh, the race? Um, I didn't enjoy it actually. It was, it was not as good as last yeah, week's. Yeah. Um, I think the race director had some questionable moves by delaying the, the start of the race, um, with when it was like kind of like a light drizzle. Yeah. Um, so that played a factor in us not getting the full 77 laps, I think, but, um, I, the tire management was interesting, especially, you know, you had the wets, then the intermediates, uh, you know, Gasly had a, had a good run there at the beginning with yeah. his intermediates. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, that was a good strategy, like keeping those intermediates on his. I yeah. think it worked really worked out for him. I think he gained like two places. Oh, he gained two, more than that. Two or he three places the, with those intermediates at the top. Yeah. Oh, was and it he, really? And he got yeah. up to, I think, 12th. Yeah, I think his pace that, was like that quick at the beginning, though. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, he was he was pretty fast. And then he was setting a pace that basically scared everyone else into going ahead and, and, and pitting True. early. So. Right. Um, and then, you know, with the slicks toward the end, you still had the the strategy with whether or not you're going to run the hard or the medium compound. Because uh, you saw that Red Bull decided to go medium and Ferrari decided to go hard. And, you know, was you, you saw Perez kind of struggling there at the end. You know, I think if they had ended up going all 77 laps, we may have had a different outcome. Yeah. yeah uh, I mean, it, it's, it was especially like, I mean, I think it was maybe the last five Four man, it's probably last four minutes. They all kind of just like backed off of each other, but that last like seven minutes, like they were like up in each other's butts. Yeah, uh, yeah. like I'd, it was like oh, the, 
they might get Verstappen might get passed by Leclerc and Sainz may pass Perez, but then it seemed like they kind of like leveled off because it's like it's not worth it. We're this close. There's two minutes left in the race, and they all just kind of like backed off and kind of settled in. This is going to be the positioning. Yeah, but I mean, it's I think if it was an easier track to pass on, I don't remember ever seen seeing a action. race like that. I know. Before. We'll see. So first off, I'll say at the beginning, I wasn't sure I would enjoy this race. Because the whole time with it being a tight track, well, yeah. on, when it being wet, I was like, I'm going to be nervous every second of this race. Well, I already thought coming into this weekend in general, it was like Monaco is probably my least favorite race of the season. Agreed. Just Agreed. because it's like it's all about the qualifying. Whatever, Usually whatever they qualify, that's where they're going to end up. I, I actually kind of like that it did rain because it did give it Monaco a, a little something extra. To where it's like, oh, this is really going to mix some stuff up. It yeah. could get exciting. And yeah. it, it it did have its moments for sure. I think it made the, the entirety of the race more interesting, but it did rob us of like the best part about Monaco, which is the, the first lap, because they yeah. went into these rolling starts. Oh, I know. And so you didn't get this. Uh, you didn't get that start that, you know, with Monaco, considering like this, this is probably one of my least favorite races of the year mm-hmm. um, every year. But because of the way the track is designed, but the first lap is usually the most exciting and yeah we we had to trade that for this you know the wet the, the wet uh i don't know just the strategy that goes into that you know not knowing right. if someone's going to spin out like <laughs> mick schumacher that was wild uh when they started the initial formation lap like i think that was the first two cars instead of going straight they kind of just went sideways yeah and, and i was they, like oh crap yeah and they fishtailed real hard yeah yeah it was i was like well this is going to go terribly. And right. honestly, we only had, uh, what, three DNFs, and two of them were because of some sort of mechanical issue. Mm-hmm. So that's honestly nuts to me for Monaco in general, but especially a wet Monaco. Right. Yeah, with yeah. Uh, K-Mag, like, I I think I missed what happened to him. I, I heard it was like they, a water pressure thing, but they never showed it, right? Yeah, they never, they never well, showed it. They barely... That's I noticed we, it before the announcers noticed it during the race. Well, and that's what I I noticed throughout the race, and I think Cody, you saw it earlier. Was were they saying it during qualifying? They they were instead of using like the normal F one production team, they were using yeah. a local team. Monaco Monaco's something in their contract. They use a local like production team or something like that instead of the official like F one team. So right. if you notice something funky with the broadcast, yeah, it's because it was... Well, and it was people. like, yeah, you're like watching some like heated something up front between like uh, Ferrari and Red Bull. And then it was just like cut to Ricardo. It's like, why are we watching Ricardo right now? Yeah. Like yeah. signs is about to pass Perez. Yeah. He's like and I've, I've up heard people, in his ass. I've heard people talk about that all season a little bit, but I think it was probably worse this weekend of, of like, they've got a double box. They've got a triple box. Use it when there's like, use the big box for the front. And right. then use the smaller boxes if there's other interesting stuff going on, but don't cut away for stuff like that. Um, but yeah, uh, but no, I mean, it's it was nerve wracking. It was interesting strategically. And honestly, I think I, I was kind of talking to Paul about it a little bit during the race is that. I think that, you know, obviously Maca- uh, Monaco gets a bad um, a bad rap because it's hard to pass because it is. Well, uh, it was made for the track was made for smaller cars, smaller cars that can't go as fast. Right. Yeah. But um, I think one thing that it doesn't really get the credit for is it's a defender's track more than it is a passer's track. And so there's not as much passing, which we but, know how well Perez defends. Yeah. All the Mexican season. minister of defense. 
Nice. <laughs> uh, but uh, so I mean, you know, it's it's interesting because it's because it's tight and all. Same as Jetta, you know. I felt I feel nervous the entire time during Jetta because I'm like somebody's gonna slam into a wall mm-hmm. any second. But yeah. Um. So on the start on the formation lap originally. We had two drivers run into the walls while behind a safety car. And one of them's our favorite running uh, into the wall. Yeah, Nicholas Latifi just did not turn and gently ran into the wall and was like, sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. It just didn't turn. It didn't turn. America's favorite Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other Canadian, Lance Stroll, right. tapped, tapped a barrier a little bit and I don't think anything. Oh, no, he got a puncture. He had to, re- he had to replace right. his tires. Right, he had to pit immediately. <clears throat> so both of them doing Canada proud. But but luckily Latifi was, what did he qualify, 20th? No, 19th. So he got down to 20th and Stroll went to 19th <laughs> yeah. for that. So they didn't really lose much. No. But I just wanted to mention it because we yeah. have to mention whenever Latifi messes up because I don't know how many more races we're going to have to actually talk about him messing up. I think I think mid-season I, they may drop him. That would be really good for Williams, I think. Yeah. Um, but we kind of talked about the strategy a little bit. Let's go into Ferrari versus Red Bull strategy and the fact that Leclerc got absolutely screwed. So we'll start off with uh, and the announcers were saying it the whole time and honestly continue to say it through like the award ceremony right. <laughs> is that the Ferraris or at least Leclerc. I know signs was waiting to put on slicks, but if Leclerc was going to go enters, he should have gone earlier so that, you know, cause they were building up behind him and all that stuff. And he was losing time to Perez who had already switched. Um, and then by the time he did switch, he was behind Perez. Mm. So that, screwed him kind of originally but could have been made up later you know maybe he could have got close enough to pass but what really got him was and it seemed like a miscommunication through the team they called signs into box they called leclerc into box and almost as soon as leclerc turned into the pit lane they said no 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 stay out and it's like too and, little and too late it's yeah <laughs> right. it's like well yeah, already in here so now not only does he have, lot, to, guys. he have to wait a little bit for signs to get <laughs> his new tires on but he just pitted so it puts him even farther behind right. and as we know he never made up he never made up that space he lost right because you can't make up so yeah. so let me ask this as, as kind of a f1 newcomer you know are they always told to box or do they can they decide on their own to box if they want to like a driver? Sometimes they can, but I think yeah. usually they give them a heads up. So, yeah, so they got to have the tires ready for what them. we saw on the broadcast was we saw signs pitting and then we hear on the radio to keep Leclerc out. And the, but riser saying that you see Leclerc come in behind him. Mm-hmm. So I assume that means they told him to box initially. Mm hmm. He, so he comes in, and as he's coming in, they're like, no, wait, stay out. Yes, right. So, yeah. so you hear Leclerc lose his mind right. on the radio, and yeah. understandably so. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so it, it really builds up through the broadcast, because first off, they don't play the radio message right till they get them, because mm. they've got to bleep stuff sometimes and whatever. Sure. But so basically how I saw it was they were doing a double box, is what it looked like, and then you hear Leclerc yelling on his way out of the pits, and I was like, man... What's he upset about? You know, just because he's behind signs or something mm-hmm. now. But then they play it again later and show you can see from Leclerc's camera, you can see when his hands go up and 
and he's like, you can tell he's yelling by the, the, the gestation in his hands, uh, gestures of his hands. I think gestation <laughs> means he's pregnant. Yeah. Um, sorry. Uh, but, uh, he, uh, they tell him to pit, he turns in and then they say, no, don't. And his hands start going wild. And I was like, oh, okay. They've just royally bungled this whole thing up. Yeah. Hasn't uh, that been the story of Ferrari, though, like the past yeah. three or four races? Well, but, and, and from what I understand, the past three or four years plus, potentially, is is even if they have a fast car, sometimes their strategies are just not there. Yeah, cause, I mean, look mm. at the qualifying. Like, Leclerc has almost got pole, like, I would say the majority of these, like, what, seven? Is this the seventh oh, race? yeah. Like, he's gotten pole, but he's only won, like, what, three races, maybe, if that? I think that's right. And it's it's come down to poor management on the track, like right. whether that's tire management or pit strategy. <clears throat> like I, somebody needs to take a long hard look at what they're doing because because I mean it's screwing over Leclerc and Signs. Well, mostly oh, yeah. Leclerc because Signs yeah. sometimes a lot of his have been user error, right? You know, Leclerc's won two races, only that's, two. That's yes. yeah, that's, that's crazy. Bahrain and Australia. Uh, he came in and he's second, still in ahead US. of Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's he's gotten podium a few few times. Yes, though. he's yeah. gotten oh, yeah. podium um all but well now this three way? times. Oh, three so four times. out of four out of seven. Um, which you know last week could be blamed more. That was a power issue, so that that was less a managing. And Italy less, was yeah. also something. I think. Less I don't of a strategy. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. They've they've kind of had some issues there, um, uh, and unfortunately, it just didn't turn out for him. But at least he finished the race for the first time ever in Monaco. So, you know, that's nice. It's been his home race. He's raced in it multiple times and, uh, you know, finally getting to actually finish the race and see what it looks like there <laughs> and, not, right. and not have to just sit on the sideline while <laughs> watching other people finish. Um, yeah, he got to watch other people finish while he was behind them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Poor Leclerc. So let's see. And then the restart. So the restart, uh, we kind of talked about it a little bit. We can hit on it a little bit more. But uh, the Red Bulls went on new mediums, and the Ferraris both stayed on the hards they were already on. Right. Um, and, you know, at the time, it seemed risky for the Ferraris uh, that they'd even get the opportunity to try to, you know, come back at the Red Bulls. But really, you saw at the end... Perez was struggling with his tires. They they had the yeah. timing just about right. Mm -hmm. The only issue was Perez didn't, didn't make a mistake. Yeah, and they just kind of ran out of time. And like I was saying earlier, it kind of seemed like they were like, ah, it's not really worth the risk to push any harder anymore. Let's just back off some and yeah. just finish this. Yeah, get at this a certain amount, you're like, with. well, if it didn't happen by now, it's not going to happen. Right. Stellar driving by Sergio Pacheco oh, yeah. mm -hmm. because, you know, you have to wonder after last week, what was said behind closed doors when he said on the radio, like, we need to talk. We'll talk about this. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about this. So, you know, I, I'm really proud that they didn't try to do some sort of strategy that got Verstappen the lead or something yeah. crazy, which I don't think really could have at that I point. I don't think like, the, it would have really come down to it if Verstappen could have gotten past signs. Yeah, that, that was that would have gotten interesting. If, yeah. he, if he had gotten P2 and gotten past signs. What would they have done? Yeah. I still mm -hmm. think they would have let Checo win. Yeah. Because as long as as long as Verstappen finishes ahead of Leclerc, Leclerc, yeah, there's really no harm done without pissing right. off your your teammate. Right. You yeah. know. Well, so. and I like to like Verstappen, like, even though he got third, like genuine like happiness that 
Perez got first, you know, there's no like hard feelings. Like I think if on the same ticket, like if Russell were to get first and Hamilton get third, Hamilton would, would kind of be just kind of like a pity party. Yeah. Well, yeah, good for him, but, uh, you know, they did, they did me wrong. Yeah. It was dangerous driving. It was dangerous driving out there, man. And, uh, you know, not to, not to, I know, I know how Hamilton is, but with, with Verstappen, I think Verstappen could be like that. However, Checo has been such a great teammate. Right. Yeah. He's helped Max out so many yeah, times out of pinches. Max has yeah. no choice but he to helped try him. To I mean, he forward. literally helped him get the championship last right. year. Yeah, by I that, mean, he really last did. Race. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so it's, it is good to see Max kind of give it up for, recognize, hey, I've got a stellar teammate right now. Yeah. Like, let's, let's let him get one. You yeah. know, like, right. that's, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now to talk about something that's not, Ferrari and Red Bull okay. uh, because I, I mean they were honestly they're the focal point of this whole thing they were right there the whole time but right. is Lando Norris yeah he, he had so, a hell of a race last too. week had tonsillitis he won last year right did he win Monaco no, last year no he came I in third he was on the podium wins anything the year before yeah you know, Paul can't remember shit yeah uh, last year Verstappen won Monaco oh that's right Verstappen we signed that last Norris week. yeah, yeah. Um, Cause I thought Ricardo. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been it's been years since Ricardo. Right, um, it was Monza. Correction, yes, Monza, Monza. not Monaco. Yes, is what Ricardo. All those countries, year. man, they just start to sound. Yeah, the they same. just yeah. all start blending together. So <laughs> that's that's why I forgot. Yeah, uh, but so Lando Norris had tonsillitis last week, still raced. So is and that like Jordan's hit, flu game, basically? Like, basically, yeah. yeah, and hay fever. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know if they said it was both or just one. I don't oh. know. Whatever. He had a lot of stuff last week, but apparently it was so bad that in practice this week he couldn't talk. So like he couldn't. I guess he could barely or maybe a little bit, but talk over the radio and was saving his voice oh, for that. Wow. But he wasn't talking outside of maybe in the car. I don't even know that. Uh, but he and, he and he kept saying like. Are you gonna have my ice cream cone ready for me yeah. when the race is over? Yeah, all he was saying was he ice cream. Please. His, yeah, he just wanted ice cream. Like, yeah. how? I get it. And I, mean, I don't know why they had to keep saying that, putting that radio message yeah. up. It was weird, but uh, but because Alonzo was behind him and holding back Hamilton, and then therefore holding back the rest of the race. Yeah, they built up uh like such a 33 a, second gap or something i think like even that. more than that at one point yeah <laughs> but they built up such a gap that norris pitted we thought he was going to put on softs he put on fresh mediums um and went out and once he got him warmed up he asked you know are we going for the fastest lap and they were like well just you know when you get comfortable you can go for the fastest lap if you want to and he's like what's the time and they told him and he was like all right and like the next lap, he beat that time by like a full second yeah. uh, and held the fastest lap. And, uh, you know, I mean, is performing. I feel like it's hard to tell where that McLaren's at because Ricardo is performing. I was say, what does this well, mean for Danny Rick? And, mm. uh, I don't think I good don't things. Yeah. I, I mean, there's been talk about potential of him not being on the team next year, even though he's under I mean, contract. He, earlier this week, seeing, uh, hearing Zach Brown quote again he just doesn't talk about ricardo he just hasn't figured this car out yet. it's like you can't keep using that excuse man it's yeah. like we've done almost uh, we've done over a year of that excuse are we looking it's, at the future williams driver uh, I, don't th- I don't think that. <laughs> no i think i think my, my prediction to go early daniel ricardo. to go God. early right here 
But uh, I think, especially if Hamilton retires this season, or potentially next, if McLaren keeps Ricardo for his full contract, they may pull him as in as a number two driver to uh, Russell potentially. What? Do you think you think what? they wouldn't uh, possibly bring what? back Valtteri? Hold on, no, Hot I don't take. think so. I don't think so. Hot take. It's been talked about. Has it? I think I so. I have not heard that. That's a step up, right? Yeah. 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 But because you know their car is more, I, I guess, traditional, and McLaren's is kind of a trickier car. Okay. okay. Um, I, would, I, I would don't say, think I've ever heard. I would that, like honestly. to see. I would like to see Danny Rick in a good car that he can like actually control. That goes because, with how he drives. Right. Yeah, because I feel like we kind of got robbed after after he left Red Bull. Like, which I think mm-hmm. he even would admit that's that was a mistake to go to Renault. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but I mean, they they did him dirty when Max came on though with that. Yeah, Max's contract compared to like what they were offering him, and and I can understand, but but making Renault, Max like he's the rookie driver of the team, but there he's going to be the number one driver of the team. I just don't think Renault is the right choice, though. Like yeah. you're kind of downgrading your car, yeah. Like so you're already handicapping yourself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I mean hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Oh yeah, yeah definitely. But uh, yeah, because it, it was he went to McLaren after right after Renault, right? Yeah, he spent yeah. two years at Renault and then right. went to McLaren. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I well, I don't, I don't know where don't, that McLaren. I don't even remember what Renault was. Yeah, Renault now Alpine. Alpine, yeah. right? Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I don't know where this McLaren is. Is Lando driving it where it should be? Is he outperforming the car? Is Daniel actually where the car performs, or is he underperforming? You know, with them be, with there is, being that big of a stretch, it's like where well, is I the car? Too, because like Norris is a younger driver. Ricardo's older. He's kind of set. A little more, I would say, maybe set in his ways of yeah. like how he likes to drive, yeah, the and it, type of setup, and like Norris, just with his younger brain, like may, maybe he's just able to adapt quicker to different. Well, and so from from what I understand, um, basically Norris Norris came into McLaren, and he had extra year right. with McLaren, right? Yeah, so right. he had to. He, yeah, this is the only F one car he's had to learn that too that and too. Uh, from what i understand ricardo's driving style is to be really late on the brakes but from also what i understand mclaren's car style is to brake evenly and earlier so i think that he would actually do really well in mercedes then yeah. because that's how hamilton drives yeah. yeah yeah and so i think that's a big thing and even when when ricardo first went to mclaren he replaced signs signs went to ferrari um and apparently right. there was a there was a conversation they had that was filmed. I don't remember if it was Drive to Survive or elsewhere, but uh, where they were talking to each other and Signs was like, it's a tricky car, huh? And Ricardo was like, yeah, it is. So like everybody okay. understands it is, nor it's just something about it is the way he wants to drive, I guess. Right. Um, but yeah, so we'll see. Hope, hmm. Obviously, I think. Everybody hopes that Daniel Ricardo figures it out or oh, goes on to a good team and is see him performing out of F1 at, or anything. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's definitely America's sweetheart, so yeah, to speak. Yes, yeah. he is. Oh, and, and one last thing is uh, I heard him say at the end of the race, um, if Lando would have gone on to the softs potentially, he apparently he crossed the line two tenths of a second behind George Russell. So he almost caught up to him even after wow. that late pit. Um, so hell of a drive. Um, uh Real quick, can we can we go back to the Alpine um, train that that yeah. Um, yeah Fernando caused because he essentially screwed over his own teammate a um, little bit yeah oh yeah because Ocon had a five second penalty yes. uh, I believe mm-hmm. he collided or, or nicked somebody I don't, yeah, I don't it was know. Hamilton it was Hamilton it was, it was Hamilton. Hamilton 
So it was it was awesome. Yeah. It <laughs> Let's was, just be honest. It, it was well, awesome. I like yeah. after that happened, like his little like side winglet was like flapping, and the announcer was like, "Oh, look at that! It's flapping on Hamilton's car. I don't think it's supposed to do that." Yeah. <laughs> so so that happened. So he had a five second penalty, and you know they kept on the radio. They kept telling him to push. He's like, "Listen, I can't push because Alonso has basically backed this whole thing up. Right. Like this is yeah. as fast as we can go." Um, so I, I, I'm curious about the strategy there um, to really hold up that entire line. What was it at one point, a 30 second interval? It was there. at least I remember at least at one point it was 34 seconds between uh, yeah, Norris and Alonso. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, but yeah, I don't fully get it either because usually something like that is to protect the person in front of you. Right. But there was no one to protect. And so I don't fully get it unless maybe unless, Alpine unless wanted George to stay Ro- ahead. Well, I think Christian Horner paid them off to I keep think, Hamilton down. Like that's see, really. I, I don't know. I was thinking maybe George Russell paid him off <laughs> to oh. keep his own teammate. <laughs> Welcome to the conspiracy theory yeah. hour. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was really weird. Uh, George I, I Russell doesn't need to pay anyone off to beat Hamilton. Yeah. He can beat him with his eyes closed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Ocon got that penalty and went from, uh, what was it? He went. Was he finished ninth? Yeah, ninth to twelfth. Yeah. Because he couldn't get that big of a gap. But also, I'll say, once Alonzo took off and decided to stop holding Hamilton back, he set the fastest lap on the next lap he did. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that was that was weird, and I don't fully understand it, and I'm sure more stuff about it will come uh, come back in or come out in the next uh, next little bit. But speaking of um, screwing over your teammates, um, I'm really proud of, of Gasly's drive because if you, if you go back to qualifying, uh, Yuki just really screwed him over with with that. Um, it wasn't intentional. Yeah. It wasn't intentional. Yeah, you know, he he crashed right when Gasly was getting ready to get a better lap in. Yeah, and so in doing so, he got he got out in Q three. He or got in out Q1, in Q three. Or yeah, yeah. So he got out in Q one by like less than a second, not yeah. crossing the line to set a new lap. Right. But, so, yeah. you yeah. know, so what What did he start this race at? He qualified. He qualified 17. And he finished. I mean, he, he's out he of the points, 11. but he got 11th. I mean, so still it's a good come up. heck of a drive, especially with, with that whole strategy with the intermediates. I thought that was, yeah, that, that was, made for a fun little little stretch there. Yeah, because it was, you could even like tell the lap that the intermediates started gripping on that dry and, and all, everyone was still on wets. And he's just like, Whoa. yeah. yeah. Uh, but so now we've we've kind of hit on some of the big drivers of the day. But we've got to decide on our oh driver, our driver of the week, our, our weekend, weekend warrior. warrior. Uh, who wants to put forward a name into the hat first? I'll put a name forward. Go. Lando Norris. Lando Norris. I like it. Um, I, obviously, I talked about him a lot just mm-hmm. now. Uh, and you can agree, Adam. Adam, you're new to this. So it's it's the, the either the driver of the day or the weekend warrior, however you want to think about it. Right. Person who performed well, usually qualifying in the race. Um, and I, I'm, I'm going to have to give it to Checo. Like, I, I know it's, it's also okay, yep. I, I know, like, it's not fun to give it to the first place driver, but his, <clears throat> his defense there at the end was really awesome. And yeah. and the fact that he qualified what was it third or was yeah, third? Yeah, third. Yeah, yep. he was third. Um and was able to uh, take out two Ferraris. Take out two Ferraris. Yeah, I mean that's mm-hmm. that's huge for Red Bull. Like, yeah, it keeps especially them, keeps... at a track like Monaco. Yeah. I mean, he would. Yeah, I mean, he had a little bit of in his favor just with 
bad strategy on Ferrari, but yeah, yeah. But the but the fact that their tire management or their tire strategy probably wasn't the best at the end, considering they were out on the mediums, right? So he was able to use that though and still defend against yeah. Signs, who, who was right on his tail. Yeah. Oh yeah. So um, so for me, That's I, true. I, yeah, I would um, give it to was... Perez, but yeah. Uh, well, okay. okay. I don't have I don't have a new person to add, so I'm going to okay. agree with Adam on this one. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think Checo, I know it was a bit of a strategy game that he didn't have as much of a hand in, but defending on those mediums, you know, yeah. defending throughout, uh, uh, and just, I mean, honestly, honestly, almost anybody could be the driver of the day if you didn't crash out, like, because <laughs> it was not the easiest thing to do in on Monaco regularly, especially when right. it's wet. What were you saying, um one monaco was it in the 80s yeah I, I don't remember when it was i honestly it was a thumbnail i saw on youtube but oh. there was apparently one monaco grand prix where three cars finished because it was another rainy monaco like this and mm. like so we only had three cars not finish right which is kind of astounding but yeah i'm gonna put i'm gonna put my weekend warrior into checo perez so paul you yeah, coming our way or are you gonna give us a good argument i'm not i don't think i have a good enough argument to, for norris okay. norris you can be the squire but the weekend warrior is, is Checo Perez. Checo. Good honorable honorable uh, mention for Lando Norris. Yeah, though. okay. Yeah. We'll honorable make mention. honorable mention. Yeah, the honor the squire. The squire of the weekend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh all right. Well, we're gonna head to break and we'll come back and talk about the next race. All right. So this is where uh, we would put ads if people wanted to give us money. Um, so no F1, one, F1SidePod at gmail.com. No one wants to give us money yet. Give us money, please. Email us. Let money, us know. Money, please. Uh, but so we're going to do our highly targeted ads. Um, and you know what? Since Noah's off uh, feeding wolves um, in today. In grandma's backyard. In, in grandma's backyard. Uh, we're going to target him. Okay. So we've got to figure out something Noah wants hmm. and then put an ad directly towards him. Noah's very tall. So I was thinking potentially a helmet he could just wear around oh, so, so that he, he doesn't, doesn't hit his head on doorways and things. Well, which he does. He has hit his head on things before. Judging and, by the way he speaks, I would assume he's hit his head a few times. <laughs> <laughs> True. Good thing he doesn't listen to our podcast. Right. Then why are we targeting him if he's not going to listen to us? <laughs> We'll tell him. We'll t- we'll make him listen to just this part. But oh, okay. after I said the insult thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, so you got helmet, helmet. Mm. Um, what else? I don't know. I don't really know the guy that well. He yeah. likes swords. He has. He a likes sword. swords. Yeah. You're right. He does. Ha- he does like swords. Uses it for home defense. Yes. is what he claims. Yeah, not a baseball bat, not a gun, not a, a gun. He has a sword. Yes, a sword, which is pretty badass. Like if yeah. someone did. <laughs> break into his house it's pretty cocky yeah Yeah. well he's because he's tall he also has a long reach that's so he could stab you from across the room so true are we gonna go with swords what else hmm noah text me right now if you can tell we're talking about you and tell me what you like (laughs) he likes minifigures he likes he likes minifigs he likes star wars legion yeah star wars stuff Man, we're really painting him. We're painting him in the best light. He <laughs> likes Star Wars and minifigs, and he carries and a he sword. Thinks he's a ninja. Yeah. <laughs> we're making him sound super cool. So let's get him a basketball, I guess. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We need okay. To, you know what? We need yeah. to get him outside. That's a we good need to get idea. Him, we need Adam. to get him 
cool stuff. Yeah, cool boy things. Yeah, what do cool <laughs> boys wear? That's the question. Uh, basketball jerseys. Basketball jerseys. Okay. You know, he, he likes the Memphis Grizzlies. He likes John Morant, so okay. maybe we get him a Morant jersey. Okay. Okay. You know? Yeah. So we were advertising basketball jerseys to Noah. So are are you a nerd who wants to fit in with all your cool jock friends? Oh, I guess so. You need to get a jersey. You look like all the boys. You can hang out and get some beers. Now, what material is that made out of? I might be allergic. Who cares, nerd? <laughs> you can wear a turtleneck underneath if you still want to keep that classy style. Yeah, wear a turtleneck, get a jersey, so you'll fit in with all the bros. Yeah, okay. All right, now, NBA, I think you legally have to give us money for that ad. <laughs> Or they'll sue the shit out of us. Yeah. We just give him free promotion. <laughs> get on it, Adam Silver. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Noah's going to get a basketball jersey and be a cool boy now. They'll sue us because they're like, we're not marketing to nerds. Yeah. We we don't have video, but we'll, we, we can guarantee you guys he'll be in a basketball jersey next time. Right. Uh, for the podcast. So, uh, yeah. Uh, people, uh, if you want to give us money, you can give us money. Uh, F1SidePod at gmail.com. Uh, but uh, let's get into uh, the next week of races. All right, welcome back from the break. We made so much money on that break. Um the NBA, I think, legally has to now pay us like $20,000. That's a 100% increase of profits from the last time we got paid for an ad. Anything is a 100% increase well, of profits. Well, last time, remember, the numbers were like ten grand. I think, oh, we yeah. got well, the in our bank the, account. Yeah, but the NBA has more money we than Build-A-Bear Workshop. We already. Yeah, Build-A-Bear Workshop doesn't have as big of a budget. True. Back-to-back weeks, we advertise for Build-A-Bear and the NBA. <laughs> you know, how normal people do things. Right. Uh, so hey, we'll next, just take any money that's out there. So <laughs> yeah, uh, next race we have uh, Azerbaijan. <gasps> oh my God, is this their national anthem? Yes. <laughs> oh my! It seems like somebody evil just walked in the room. <laughs> I know it's. I, re- oh, I actually intense. really like it. <laughs> I don't want to do just a full segment on this roasting like, like a country's national anthem. I just, I, I, don't, I, I don't envision stormtroopers walking down the track. For yeah, the, like it seems evil, but yeah, yeah. But now it's starting to get a little nicer. Okay, yeah. But that intro, oh, that's it's epic. the thunderstorm. Yeah, that's awesome. it's the thunderstorm, and now it's clearing up. <laughs> anyways, anyways, uh, the uh, Azerbaijan Grand or the Baku Grand Prix, Ooh. however you want to call it. Ooh, that's uh, sort of my favorite. It's one of my favorite races as well. Uh, I think the biggest thing, it's that long ass straight. Yeah. At the very end. And then that little, what is it, by the church? That little. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can basically go straight through it, but you've got to hit it perfectly or you're going to crash. Oh, my God. That's like, that's the funnest little corner right there at the church. It's It's got got two DRS zones, one right before uh, two 90 degree turns it's so fast and then one in the middle and then two more 90 degree turns uh but yeah i'm i'm super pumped it's one of my favorite races oh yeah uh after one of my least favorite races right uh two Bo- weeks and both street races but yeah one sucks but one of them is fun. way better <laughs> yeah they just have better streets right 
Adam, how do you feel about Baku? Honestly, I don't remember it very well. Um, I'm still kind of a newcomer to F1, mm. but um, how, and how many? You've been watching two years with us. I started last year, um, but I watched probably yeah. the first half of the year, and then after like there was summer holiday, I kind of fell off the wagon. Mm. Um, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, so I, I, I that's, ki- to- that's kind of like when a lot of people, I think, kind of fall off. Is that when it's that not long. like every week or every other week? Right. You have yeah. a break. It's tough to, to keep up it. with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So last year in the race. Um, Lance Stroll's tire blew up for no reason, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Verstappen was handily in first place. His tire blew, blew up, up for no reason. That, that awesome straight. And then there was a standing restart. Hamilton lit up his brakes till they oh, were on fire yeah. and couldn't stop on that 90 degree turn and had to go into the runoff area, which led to Sergio Perez getting his first win with Red Bull. Yeah. So if things repeated itself, which uh, I highly doubt all that stuff's going to yeah, repeat that, itself, Sergio could go back to back. That would be wild. It would be wild. I don't expect it to happen. I don't either. But uh, no, it's it's I, I really like it because he's still tight, in a Red Bull. So he's, he's still, still in a Red Bull. Do good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Baku tight. Um, it's also, oh, it's also where, uh, Ricardo and Verstappen came together. Ooh, yeah. Uh, which I think it was the first season of Drive to Survive that that was. Yeah. Uh, where... I think that, was that their first season together? together? I think so. Yeah. And so, uh, Ricardo ran into the back of Verstappen yeah. on that straight, the start-finish straight, and, uh, put them both out of the race yep. when I think they were, I don't think they were first, second, because that was when Mercedes was dominant, but I think they were third, fourth. Yeah, I and, forgot uh, about that. And so, then I think the first year when he was at Renault, like he did a big runoff on that first 90, like just, yeah, just went right. Through it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's honestly, the good thing is there's usually a lot of drama at this race, but it's not necessarily people crashing. It's just, it's just something about the race. Well, I think it's because I really, I think it's because of this, this sheer speed that you can get on this track. Like, yeah, true. I just, well, the, the, this book that I have melt, wants to, fling the tires right off of the cars and that's straight it says the maximum speed on this track is 337 kilometers an hour yeah um what maybe 205 miles an hour see 210 miles an hour let's see 209 miles 209 miles an hour so and no i'm not good at math and can do that in my head I play F1 the game a lot and I I always check my speed on that straight to see how fast my car is. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of cool intense. that it's actually pretty it, close. It's pretty close. Yeah. I'm waiting for the day that we come in here and you're going to have like the whole driving simulator rig yeah, set up. Gonna, I might. It you're might gonna happen have a, someday. He'll steering wheel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's get into predictions for this race. Okay. So. First off, I'm going to make Noah's predictions for him. Uh, he <laughs> thinks that Mick Schumacher is going to be first. Yep. Uh, Mick Schumacher, one. Yuki Sonoda, two. Ocon, three. Here, hold on. I'm writing this down. Latifi, four. Yeah, website. yeah. Write it down. Write it down. Put it in ink. Don't okay. write it in pencil. Um, and uh, fifth place, uh, he thinks it's going to be Nikita Mazepin. Ooh. <laughs> so, we're going to come out <laughs> down from the He's rafters. He's yeah. going out of retirement. Well, he oh, did my. retire. Yeah. So that's that's officially Noah's predictions. Um, but no, <laughs> pretty seriously. So, pretty solid predictions there, Noah. Yeah. Uh, but seriously, 
Um, I'll go predictions wise first. I'm gonna go uh Max Verstappen, P1 winning this. He was way ahead last time. Those Red Bulls were super fast in a straight line. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go another Red Bull one, two. Sergio Perez, two. Leclerc three. Russell four. Signs five. Um, oh my god so that's a little bit out there but i think those red bulls are so fast on a straight that's Mm -hmm. where they really have an advantage and this is not i mean there are technical parts of it this is not a technical track this Mm. is very much a speed track uh not as much as other tracks but there is a lot of speed and a lot of advantage you can get with it and so uh yeah that's mine all right. Well, I really thought that we were going to have the exact same thing. But mine's a little different. So, um, the obvious, I'm going to do Verstappen wins. Oh, I thought you were going to say Latifi. Oh, yeah. Verstappen wins. Perez second. Leclerc third. Fourth, Norris. Mm. And fifth, Russell. Okay. I thought you were going to have Russell out of the top five, which he's never done this season. He's been out of the top five. Right. So... Yeah, I, I have a pretty, I think it's a pretty safe. Yeah, you're assuming, now here's the thing, are you assuming Signs is going to have an issue yes. and like crash out? Yep. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's probably the safe, that's the, probably the safe bet, but here's what I'm going to go. I'm gonna that's kinda, boring, right? I'm going to kind of zag here, guys. I think, <laughs> okay. I think Ferrari is going to reevaluate because they have the pace. Yeah, I think do. I think they're going to qualify really well. I think it's going to be Leclerc and Signs P1, P2. Okay. Verstappen P3. Um, Perez P4 and I think Norris is starting to figure something out so yeah. I'm going to go Norris P5 I agree wow I think I think the ballsiest prediction of that whole thing was that Russell isn't going to be in the top 5 yeah I think he's P6 Oof. unless something crazy happens with his car but I, well, I think hey, Norris I, has figured something out you yeah. got to make a splash oh, so, you got to make a splash yeah. while you're here Adam so that's right yeah <laughs> right might as well just call for Lewis Hamilton to finish first <laughs> no <laughs> I'll, I'll mute your mic if you say that <laughs> <laughs> you'll be done I mean, but it's it's very obvious now. I mean, even though it's still very new into the season, it's very obvious who's the top two cars. I mean, mm. it's been that way kind of since the beginning, but they're not really letting up. You know, M- Mercedes may catch up with them a little bit. Norris is right there, but it they're far and away one and two. So I don't know which one's one and which one's two exactly. Right now, the numbers say it's Red Bull Ferrari, but, right. you know, everything is fluid and everything can change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I mean, what? We're going to be going into race eight. Um, let's see. This is. I think this was seven, wasn't it? I think so. Well, this book so that has a have, lot of stats does not say. So what, we have like 20, 23 races. 22. Because they officially said uh, oh, Russia, Russia isn't going to be replaced. Right. Yep. You got that over there, Adam? Is that eight? Or yeah, this is eight. It is eight. Yeah. Okay. I had to count. I had to count and read. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so going into eight, there's still a lot of races left. What's but. interesting, too, is that, you know, one thing that's kept Hamilton and Mercedes in this fight is that it seems like if like Ferrari or Verstappen or Ferrari Red Bull, if they have like a bad race, they, it's not like they just come second or third. Sometimes they just don't finish. Yeah. And Mercedes know? has finished both cars every race. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what's kept them in the running. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so now we do the dark horse driver. Oh, wait. Oh, what is oh. that? Oh. Dark Horse Driver. 
All right. It's coming over the hills. Uh, so this is basically who you think is just going to overperform or, or essentially we, we figured out it's kind of the prediction. It's almost your prediction of who you think will be the driver of the day or the weekend warrior. Yeah. That's kind of what we came to a conclusion. Of. Uh, so usually it's but it doesn't not have to be, it, it's not your, it's not I necessarily mean, it, somebody in your top five unless you predict Ricardo. Latifi gets points. Yeah. Ugh. I would, I don't know that I'd ever predict that. I don't think that'd be, I mean, unless they're like, Oh man, all of the, all of the cars, like all the, all the drivers have like COVID the yeah. day before the race, except for Latifi, <laughs> maybe he'll get points. But, uh, man, oh, if, no, he, he wrecked another ball. if he listens to this, uh, sorry, come on here I, and defend yourself. I guess. I don't know. I'm not even going to apologize. I think he should listen to it. Someone send this to him. Get him watching to listening to this podcast so he can really Yeah, he can tweet us out. Yeah. Um I like maple syrup. There you go. That's a that's a positive. It's an olive branch, if you will. Uh but Dark Horse Driver. Anybody got one right off the bat they wanna they wanna go with? Um I can go. Yeah. I'm gonna do Daniel Ricardo. Ooh, again, two just, weeks in a row. I know. I just I want him to do well. I mean, everybody wants him to do well. He can do it. He can. Um you know what? I'll go. Last week I went with Norris, <clears throat> and I feel vindicated. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with somebody who had a pretty decent day today. For the most part, I feel like has gotten really screwed this season, but mm-hmm. has the potential, and that's Pierre Gasly. I almost went with Gasly, honestly. He he is a very good driver. He's yeah. been screwed by a he lot of issues screwed. that yep. he literally out of not even like signs where he's just pushing too hard something like that literally stuff that's out of his control has gone wrong and put him and, and screwed him over i i almost did gasly that yeah. was a close second for I, me. I want to see him perform because i don't think he'll be on that team next year and mm-hmm. i want him to go somewhere good right uh adam who do you think is going to perform this next week yeah i would say i would say gasly's probably second for me but but definitely a strong contender to be a dark horse um for me, I'm going to say the Alpines have had a really good pace um, in that mid-pack, upper, upper mid-pack, yeah. so I'm right. going to go Esteban Ocon. Okay, nice. see, I considered him as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I go with Alonzo a lot. I'm, he's always in my head of, of performing, because yeah. mm-hmm. he, he always has it somewhere. Right. But, okay, those are our dark horse drivers. Okay. We'll, see, we'll see how, we, we never really keep up with how they do, but... So this will just go out into the ether and we'll forget about it yeah, by next time. I, I mean, and it's just, I think it's more for the audience to yell at us. Yes or no. Yeah. So yell at us. Yes or no. F one side dash pod on Twitter. <laughs> uh, yell at us, please tweet yeah. at us, do something. Tell us how wrong or how right we are. Yeah. Um, and then finally our stat of the week. <laughs> I like numbers. Here we go. We, uh, I like numbers so much actually that we've got multiple stats of the week. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> number one uh sergio perez is the first mexican driver to win the monaco grand prix mm-hmm. congratulations sergio hell of a race uh number two uh alonzo has now done the most laps in an f1 race at uh monaco of any f1 driver which is did you say he got that record at lap after lap, lap 14 lap 14 was it the him in the lap? lead gotcha yeah. so also hell of an accomplishment to just be racing that long right because <clears throat> you know if you're bad you don't get to race that long exactly um and number three unfortunately it couldn't have been a better outcome for him but leclerc finally finished <laughs> a home grand prix in monaco right uh never finished one before 
Uh, and so, you know, he finally got to see what that checkered flag looks like on that straight. So didn't, those- you, didn't you say, and this might be kind of a statty week thing or just kind of like a fun, fun thing. Did you say that uh, LeClaire learned how to swim yeah. in that swimming pool yeah, on that the, track? Yeah, the swimming pool chicane. It's I would almost call it the most like overused stat there you know there are some stats they'll throw out every week where it's Mm -hmm. like they say it about a thousand times a weekend Mm -hmm. uh they kept talking yeah that swimming the swimming pool chicane because there's a swimming pool in the chicane right uh is where uh charles leclerc uh learned how to swim yeah that's pretty cool yeah yeah it's so he knows the track well you could say right uh but yeah so those are our stats uh uh of the week um so uh yeah uh, excited excited for baku good monaco yeah. grand prix uh and um you know could have been better but pretty good pretty pretty interesting at least but uh we're gonna get out of here uh follow us on social media at f1 side dash pod on twitter leave us a review say nice things adam what's a nice thing you can say about us uh, you guys know your stuff. Okay, how, cool. How, how yeah, that? say that. Say that. Well, thanks for being our guest host today. Yeah, thanks for replacing fun. Noah while he had to go uh, feed his grandma to wolves or whatever yeah. he said. Yeah, Noah, you should miss more often. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe sometime you'll get to meet him. Right. Uh, our day. next our next episode uh, next week, if not that, after Baku. And uh, this has been the F1 Side Pod. I'm Cody. I'm Paul. And this is Adam. We'll uh, see you next week. <laughs>